week three of October. Technically week four because we're <clears throat> we're a little late, but uh, we had a big move. This oh hold on, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, this is Hear Me Out. I'm John. That's Steffi, and we are now recording in our new apartment, which is super wonderful. We've got like an office space. That's where we're recording right now. Oh, the car? No, it's like quiet. Oh, okay. They're probably like, going to hear yeah, that car. Yeah. yeah. I said that at the wrong time. It's not like the worst sound, though. It's, it's a lot better than like dogs like, barking in the microphone and stuff. Like the telltale heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, that's the reason this is coming out a little later than it would have normally. But that just means two podcasts in one week, which is pretty, pretty awesome. <clears throat> right? Sorry, Steffi was trying to get me to no, lift my arms sure because I chipped up this table a little bit. Oh, okay. No, I think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this week we are discussing old horror movies versus new horror movies. Um, what we like the most, what scares us the most. Well, and you know what's <sighs> funny about that is I feel like you're definitely a fan of old horror. Yeah, I am. And I'm definitely a bigger fan of newer horror. Yeah, yeah, I I could agree. So with now that. we can fight. Yeah, I'm sure people love hearing that. Um, so when I say old and new, what I mean by that is that I'm picking mostly contemporary stuff, like your classics. Classics, <clears throat> classics yes, but not classics as in like I'm not picking Night of the Living Dead. I don't think I wrote that down. Uh, Night of Living Dead, Psycho, Psycho, Nosferatu, stuff like that. Those are really classic. Like I'm not putting Frankenstein down and stuff like that. Those are real old like, horror movies. Like yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to put when this became less new of a uh, not even new clad kinda I guess yeah yeah uh m- modern old <laughs> maybe we could call it uh from the new age classic. Yeah, from the 70s on to the 90s. And um, what I'm trying to do here also, because this podcast could go on all day if you and I just talked about all the movies we've seen. So um, what I did is I kind of kept it to like big name stuff and, uh, you know, like like blockbusters and uh, cult classics and stuff like that. Not super deep cuts like... I kept off, um, you know, I listed Terror Train, Maniac, stuff like that is not going to be on here. Mostly keeping to, you know, stuff that was franchised or stuff that's legendary. Like Stuff that's more notable. Yeah, like Friday the 13th is stuff of like, yeah. (laughs) But like, you know, like The Exorcist has to be talked about Mm -hmm. if we're talking about old stuff. um, Because that would be a miss if, you know, I didn't speak on that. But I don't think anyone's going to get pissed off at me if I leave, like, prom night off. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm not really sure how I want to do this if we're going to use an argument format. But I think you and I, we both got access to the laptop today. So um, (laughs) I think what's probably best is if we – I'll start to talk. I'll start to defend – Old horror, and you take new horror. Gotcha. Sound good? Um, 
uh, this is also not saying I love old horror too. And I love new horror. So, yeah. This is not to say yeah. that either of them are good or bad. Here, just, just before we get too deep into this, go ahead and set it up to where I can see the time and the... <laughs> oh, I don't want to keep talking. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Okay. Where did you put the other one? It's in the uh, Google Chrome thing. Let's not even edit this out. Let's just let everybody what hear what goes on. Okay. okay. Hold, on. Hold on a sec, guys. Sean doesn't know what that looks like. There we go. Solid. Okay. Um, so I guess I could probably start as far back as I could think would be like 73 with The Exorcist. Okay. Um, I mentioned that already. There's actually a couple of these that are older than that, I believe. But like... Yeah, he didn't put these in order at all. He yeah. At all. <laughs> well, I just kind of tossed him one as far as like old and new. Mm -hmm. And, you know, The Exorcist has a franchise, so it is super famous and like, you know, but I think that number one is the one that like people think of people like really is the big right. thing. Like nobody talks about two and three is just like, okay, mm -hmm. well, three is pretty good in my opinion, but it's just okay to most people. Um, but the exorcist is the end all be all to me as far as scary and horror old horror goes. Mm -hmm. um, I know you would disagree with that because when we watched it, you were like, kind of picking it apart a little bit like well i had never seen it beforehand had you never really no. that was your first time seeing yeah. it okay well, i so thought I, it was... I, I think that's a big problem with a lot of these that i saw you know a few of them as a child but i think mm -hmm. i think a lot of old horror scares john more because he's really remembering how it scared him as a kid yeah so me watching the exorcist for the first time at 21 years old i'm like this is not fucking scary yeah yeah she spit she threw up like that's fucking crazy okay <laughs> there's a lot of legendary imagery in that movie the her pissing on the floor and the mm -hmm. guy jumping out of the window and stuff I think like that. that scene i think is scary yeah i know i know, you know. <laughs> yeah um i also think that you know i was talking about exorcist as a franchise but i think old horror movies had a lot more longevity with that kind of thing with franchising mm -hmm. for good and for bad some of these you know ended up probably should have being, not yeah being real stinkers but like let me let me go through this and, and kind of talk about everything that's franchise, okay? Halloween, one of the biggest. The Exorcist, Black Christmas kind of has one because it's got remakes. Texas Chainsaw is a fucking stinker. Hills Have Eyes has two movies and a remake and two remakes, excuse me. Uh, Amityville Horror, Phantasm, The Omen, Jesus Christ, Alien. Why did you decide to do this? Jaws. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm starting to think about this, and I'm like, damn, they really just took everything that Jonathan was... going to take out 10 minutes of the podcast just going through which ones have franchise. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm looking through this now, and I'm like, it's damn, okay. Of them. Really? Like, Carrie didn't... Uh, had a remake. Yeah, Carrie had two remakes. Exactly, so yeah. that's pretty much a franchise. And a sequel. Yeah, yeah. so it did <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is a franchise. <laughs> Holy shit, man. What is... The Thing is already a remake. Uh, <laughs> um... But yeah, The Shining didn't have a franchise. No, it, it does. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. Damn. But do you see what I mean when I say that, like, all of these are so popular mm -hmm. as old horror movies? Well, that, they're, like, they're the blueprint, for real. Kind of, yeah. People that yeah. didn't have any creativity were like, I know what I'll do. Yeah. Make it again. <laughs> Fucking Michael Bay, Platinum Dunes. He, he redid the Friday the 13th and uh, Texas Chainsaw. Which uh, I like both of them. I thought you watched Texas Chainsaw uh, remake the other day with me. Mm -hmm. What'd you think? It's okay. 
He's all right, right? I think Arlie Ermey really made that Michael movie. Michael Bay sucks. But he didn't direct that. I'm just saying he sucks. Yeah, I agree. Megan Fox is it was better. Hmm? Hmm? Nothing. What did you say about Megan Fox? Uh, speaking of her, we could talk about a couple of new horror movies uh, because she was in one of the bigger like box office ones being Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you go ahead and like help me out? Help me to understand what makes you like new horror better. Like, Well, I don't think necessarily. So again, I love them both. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I'm just and I understand how classic, classic horror is. I mean, mm-hmm. The Evil Dead is one of the best. Uh, you know I love that. Yeah, I know. Um, But I, I think... Again, kind of going back to, you know, I didn't watch a lot of terribly scary movies growing up. Oh, I know. So the ones that I did start watching, you know, I, I had seen The Shining, Pet Cemetery. You know, I'm like 11, 12. Like, I've seen those. Mm-hmm. But I think when I could finally grasp what was happening in movies is when I was watching, you know, it was like the same time and age when I started watching like Insidious oh, yeah, yeah. and then you have Paranormal Activity that I watched, you know, and yeah. then you have things like, I mean, you, you know, Haunting Connecticut and Zombieland and just fun, Final Destination, like things that I grew up. Mm-hmm. But by the time that I <clears throat> was scared of a movie, it was movies that like are like new type of scary where it's like yeah. terrifying. Not that the old ones weren't like had I watched, you know, I think I'd seen Friday the 13th one time when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. One of them, you know, one of the slides, yeah. maybe Halloween. Maybe, I don't know. I, probably I saw Jesus, Halloween pretty young, too. I saw so Jeepers I mean, Creepers way too young, actually. <laughs> I think I saw Jeepers Creepers pretty young, yeah, too. Yeah, but, but I think, you know, had I started as a kid or even started as a teenager watching Halloween and things mm-hmm. like that. But by the time that I started watching scary movies, the ones that were accessible were like new horror and they're terrifying so then when i went back and watched halloween i'm like yeah okay (laughs) um to me it seems that like censorship is a big thing that changed um with horror movies censorship was big and kind of what people were willing to accept well and and like like desensitizing you know like over the last 40 years with media being so accessible and like what you have seen on TV and what's been done before, it just kind of, you know, not necessarily in a bad way, but like when you've seen something 500 times, you're like, okay, what else? The uh, movies like Cannibal Holocaust, Hills Have Eyes, stuff like that, um, to, in my opinion, well, not really in my opinion, actually, it, it's kind of a generally known fact. It was borderline seen as like pornography. It, it was classified as video nasties in England, which basically means like, you might see this with the scary movies. You might see it with the adult movies. You're not really going to bat an eye which one is with, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but like I said, somewhere around the nineties, I feel like, cause eighties horror movies were a big commodity. We all know that Friday the 13th had a movie yeah, out every it's single. It's, it's big. Yeah. And it's... you always wanted to know what the killer was going to do next. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And that, I mean, that's pretty much the MO of like Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of winded down in the 90s. You got the, the I know what you did last summers and stuff, and those kind of sucked. And um, But then Scream, like we always talk about, Scream, Scream really brought things back. And uh, I guess I guess that's when things started to turn around. And people realized, again, like, damn, this is big business. This is money making. Mm-hmm. And since it started to get a little more lenient, and that's when when things got really gory in the 2000s. That's when, I guess the 2000s is what I consider like new horror, like 2001. Yeah, like 
like your soul and your final destination. Yeah. Things that were just so like violent in your face, violent, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always been violent. That's kind of what it's based upon. Everything's based upon. Yeah, but, like, like you have something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and there's hardly any blood. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, for sure, terrifying. for sure. And there's, I mean, really barely any any gore at all. And then they took it, and then when the remake, when they that's that's a perfect example actually. So you take the original one one of the scariest movies of all time by people, you know, by, by word of people who've seen it back when it was like actually a really scary movie, still pretty scary movie. But, uh, then, then you take it to the remake and then you really see what like the two thousands has done to horror movies comparatively, because in a movie that had little to no blood, but a lot of terror, the next one had a good amount of terror, but a whole lot of blood. I mean, Mm -hmm. people were losing arms, legs getting chopped up and you, you seen every bit of that, uh, hook them up scene when she, when she got tossed up on the hook you seen every bit of that so uh i think if i'm remembering correctly i feel like that's something you shouldn't be able to forget but <laughs> um yeah so i think i think that's another thing for us is like looking back especially if you, you and i both have seen a lot of new ones it, we're so desensitized like you said to the scary stuff uh the bloody stuff well you know another thing with that that i think i appreciate a lot from new horror Mm -hmm. is that you know because all the classic ones you've seen a lot of the same you know you're thrasher or you're slasher and you're you know you've seen a lot of the same stuff and the same tropes and i think Uh i think new horror had to get very creative and very smart with how they scare you and i think new horror i appreciate because it has a story while you are scared like you have things like Insidious and The Conjuring, and it's like yeah. you're not only scared and on the edge of your seat. Well, the it it's remake scary. we talk about that all the time. The it remake is especially like well, that. Yeah. It, it's a good movie first, well, that, and that, it's that's, scary. That's my thing, and it's yeah. like you know the original. It is fine. Of course, it was it's scary good. at its yeah, time. It's good. <laughs> but the new one, it's like you know they do such a good job of having you so involved and interested in these children. You lives, love those kids, yeah. You forget you're watching a scare. Like, they'll be doing something hilarious. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're fucking around, whatever. And then, like, the kids walk on the street. And, like, Grey a water, pops yeah, up, yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, right. Like, yeah, oh, God. yeah, yeah, this oh, is God, a scary yeah. movie, like, yeah. And so it's like, you know, I think new ones, or you have, like, you know, respect, like, is super new, like Midsummer Hereditary, or, like, Get Out. Those like, are borderline, like, are, their own genre. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like they've gotten Like so, art horror. Yeah, like, so creative. And, and, and so deep. Well done and you, thought out, and yeah. And, and, you know, I have an appreciation for how simple classic horror used to be. Yeah. Because it didn't take a lot. It didn't take a lot of, you know, fog and mirrors. But they, they did their job. But mm-hmm. it's like, as time goes on, and people are not as naive... Yeah, I think because you can see more and you know more. Like as a society, it's harder to scare people without the smoke and mirrors. I've uh, I've spoken about it a couple of times. What I really like um, when it comes to movies is people who do a lot with a little. Mm-hmm. I love the paranormal activities. I love the original Evil Dead. Um, I love the Blair Witch. Uh, more obscure stuff megan is missing stuff like that like you know stuff that is really you shouldn't have been able to accomplish what you did with what you had um but it's like i feel like there's a whole lot less of that that gets thrown around and talked about in the new i mean don't get me wrong like i three of those i named were newer horror movies 
but the only ones yeah. that I've seen more recently, you know, I mean, some like today we just watched that one on YouTube. <gasps> ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Never hike in the snow, the right. Jason fan film. So like that's incredible. You know, their budget can't be but so high, and they don't make any money off and it they, because it's not right. their yeah. Um, or you have you know you have movies like Lights Out that came from a YouTube short. Yeah. Okay. Came, you know what that's I'm a saying? good point. So, yeah. Um, I think you know. I think big movies nowadays do take a lot more to make them because, again, you have to have those smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And nowadays it's very difficult to make something scary without around the laws. Honestly, yeah. like, okay, thank you, Evil Dead, but like they probably made laws that, like, yeah, you guys can't like come out in the woods. Like, you, gotta pay, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta pay the taxes for it, you gotta pay people. Like, yeah. That's why we can't do shit anymore because y'all already <laughs> did it for 30 years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now I gotta pay all the fees. Um, what, what you do bring up is is another, another good point, though, is that we have more ways of acquiring a budget nowadays mm -hmm. by true. having YouTube, by, by making well, yeah. shorts. Yeah. You, you can, can enter that in a hundred film competitions. Mm -hmm. You don't three have to drive them, anywhere. You can do it from your living room. Yeah. That's three great. of them contact you back and it's like, you know, one decides they want to make a movie out of it. Yeah. It, it, or you can share it 5,000 times on Facebook. You can do yep. a GoFundMe. You can mm -hmm. do, you know, I mean, there are ways to do it nowadays. I just think that, you know, Something with just putting your backpack on and getting with your friends in a car. And Agreed. In the middle of nowhere. Not even asking. Stuff like, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Just, it, it seems so fulfilling to me. Right. As somebody who's kind of worked on some no budget shit before. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I really enjoy stuff like that. So, in a way, if you are a actor, director, writer for horror movies, now is a much better time. Right. It's so much easier to... I mean, what what do what is a, an appropriate film camera cost nowadays? Like three thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Back in the day, they, they, they used to shoot on like two hundred dollar Panavisions yeah. that cost like forty thousand dollars in eighties money. Like the only, the only thing that makes it harder nowadays is just having that creativity. Yeah, like it really is hard. You know, everything's been done before. Yeah, I know. So it seems. Like, yeah, it, it seems, seems like. Yeah, and then it's like you see something like Get Out. Yeah, and you're thinking, damn it. One of the Why most like viciously you know, original things, you know, yeah. Become a man that's so 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 funny. Ah, uh, yeah, I love so Jordan Beale. Yeah, and he's—I mean—he's just a wonderful guy all around, and mm -hmm. it's just so funny because you know, it, it takes someone like that with the creativity in the first place. But like, how do you create things that haven't been created before? It's so hard nowadays. It really is, and that's, yeah. and that's for anything entertainment-wise. Well, I mean, even me, like when when I when I go to write something, it's it's like. Okay, it's like, what have I seen in the past year that I really liked? What is the theme of it? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, like if I, I haven't seen it yet, but like Red State by Kevin Smith. It, mm -hmm. It's apparently a really bad movie. But I, when I heard about it, I wanted to read more about it. Mm -hmm. And do you remember when I was talking to you about writing that script about the cult? Yeah. I was going to do a feature thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's insanely similar to that. And that's that come, kind of brings me back to what you were just talking about. Like, how the fuck am I going to make anything that is so, unique, right. like really unique? So that's kind of what I was just thinking about. It's like, you know, you and I, and I think a lot of people think like this. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, everything has to relate to something else in your brain mm -hmm. to make sense. So yeah. like with music for me, I'm like, oh, that sounds like this song. Like, I know oh, you do it all the time. Just, I know, and yeah. it gets on my nerves. And like the same thing with, with movies. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, that's like that one scene from that one. Like, yeah. it's easy to... So when you're trying to be creative and you're sitting down and you say, okay, the mom sits at the table and you're thinking, damn, that's like hereditary. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. like, it's hard. <laughs> 
So I'm thinking the way, and, and maybe, you know, maybe whoever's listening can kind of give some feedback on this. I think the way we should go about it is if, we, like, like for you, if you're going to sit down and write a script or something, I think, like today, we're watching that that new short on YouTube. Yeah, the Jason short. I thought, yeah. I was like, why has no one thought about Jason being- In the like, snow, right. Yeah, we talked about that, yeah. All of them are in the summertime. What the hell does he do for the rest of the year? He's alive 365 days. <sighs> yeah. So I think the thing that we should do is when you watch something, let's say it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, ask yourself questions. Ask yourself what he does for his daily routine. Ask yourself who Toby Hooper or Leatherface? Leatherface. Oh, <laughs> like if you're gonna write something, like those yeah. fans. Yeah. Okay. And then there's millions, yeah. billions probably of Friday the Thirteenth fans. Yeah, for Why sure. Why the fuck has nobody thought about Jason being in? The no film? clue. But it's creative. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's extremely fat, creative. Yeah. They were, they were probably high. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. And they're like, hey, yeah. man. More power to them. Yeah, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, do but that. I'm, I'm saying, like, you know. That's what you have to do. You almost need to sit down and think. If they're a normal person, what can we make different about this character? What what, yeah. what is the polar opposite of what this character is? That is a good way of thinking. You know what things. I'm saying? Yeah. Like if it's Texas Chainsaw and it's Leatherface. Yeah. Let's let's say you know what is he? Okay, he's in Texas. Let's put him in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's um. He's covered in other people's skin. Let's, he... like... <laughs> well, that, they kind of explore that part a little bit in. Uh, the remake when he took his mask off and you've seen that he's got a skin condition instead mm -hmm. of what he was originally, which is just a little bit of a, uh, I guess probably special ed is the best special mm -hmm. education type person would be what you would call him back in the old movie. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in British shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. um, but that, that kind of brings me back to the, the new versus old thing. Which don't get me wrong, like I'm not rushing out of that conversation because that's a great conversation, and I think that needs to be had as well. But uh, Eli Roth, who's one of the big uh, new new horror guys, he um he was talking about in an interview where he he was talking about when he was making Hostel, and he said that the Spanish guy who plays the lead in Hostel at, at the very beginning of the movie he was um he's got them entering Amsterdam and he's got a big puffy red coat on and he did it specifically because of American werewolf in London. Really? Yeah. And, um, then he was talking about when he used to make all his shorts, all of his movies, even during cabin fever and then into hostel, he was like, okay, uh, this is going to be my Halloween shot. This is going to be my evil dead shot. Mm -hmm. This is going to be my Hellraiser shot. Uh, you know, just shit like that. And he, he eventually, overcame that and was like let me just, i'm just gonna make my movie you know i'm just but he he had a really hard time it's difficult yeah it is because you when everything's been so done many, and everything you all, like yeah, yeah exactly now one good thing with him doing that in a way like let's say it's doing hostile right which is mm -hmm. definitely brand new when it came out i mean that's that's new oh yeah in all assets yeah i think it's nice to have a little bit of older horror obviously not like direct references but somewhere in your brain when you're watching that movie you're probably thinking like where i've seen that before so it's a little bit of familiarity like you need something to latch on to in a movie like that <laughs> so like for that movie i feel like you know familiarizing yeah. yourself with some of the shots is the least he could do yeah <laughs> i think the longer we get into this podcast the more i'm starting to realize that this definitely shouldn't be old versus new this should be how old and new work together 
I, I'm I'm noticing so much that like all this wonderful new shit that we have mm-hmm. wouldn't have been possible without. Oh, I mean, we would never have like a trick or treat Mm-mm. if we didn't have. I don't know, like a, a, a subtle mix. Of, you know, fuck it. I'm going to say this. We wouldn't have trick or treat if we didn't have creep show. Right. We couldn't have that kind of anthology movie. Nobody would get it. No, they wouldn't I wouldn't say it. you can't get it, but nobody would want to watch that. They'd be like, why? What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just finished that story. Why are we talking about this guy and his son? And then going to this girl who's like, like apparently a werewolf. Like, What's the problem? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. All in all, this this shit kind of just works together mm-hmm. when we think about it. Um, obviously, talking about the remakes, but and then going back to what we were just talking about with Eli Roth, is that all these new guys? Let's say, let's say um, Ari Aster, Hereditary, Midsummer. Let's say he never saw a scary movie in his life. Mm-hmm. He didn't grow up in, I don't know how old he is. Maybe he grew up in the 80s, mm-hmm. but he didn't watch Phantasm or uh, let me let me see what else I got on here. Just just some random 80s stuff like Phantasm, The Fly. He never saw Child's Play. Like, I'm not saying any of that shit has anything to do with his movies. But, but had he never seen that? If he never saw this stuff that just really shaped his childhood, I'm assuming, um, we really wouldn't have some of the bigger hits of the 2010s mm-hmm. hereditary and midsummer both huge so i mean like can we really say versus anything well you know and i think that's almost its own <sighs> genre obviously obviously midsummer hereditary or like a whole new genre of horror movie yeah but i think um part of that that, that that's something that we could have done with genres the other day is the the history genre like they're playing on pagan history or you have cabin in the woods that at the end they're playing on historical things they're playing on folklore they're playing on you know like your werewolf a lot of times it goes off of like a book about werewolves or you have a gin or you have things that yeah. Are actually yeah when you say historical gin. stuff I, I start thinking like exorcist wishmaster stuff like that that yeah, that delves into history that, that and genuinely or you know a lot it's of research to make it you know it's probably the right. most historic historical horror i could think of probably the witch or vivage uh, robert eggers did i know you haven't seen it but the entire movie is all just like lighthouse that he did as well um the entire movie is in like old english yeah and they're all wearing raggedy old well, village yeah, clothes just like and, the lighthouse even though i don't know if it's technically horror i think it is i think it's I psychological horror it psychological yeah. horror but I, you know there's a lot to unpack there because of how much they dive into history into you know i mean there's so much there from like the odyssey and from like folklore and well there's there's are... direct like relations to paintings in several exactly. of the frames exactly. yeah so it's like you know there's almost a whole genre there of movies that i think you can be creative with horror because there's some sort of realistic aspect to it we're we're really in an age where it's like we we've seen the paranormal activities we've seen the remakes we've seen this that we, we're really in this place where the ones that make the most money are so extremely original Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. when a quiet place came out everybody went fucking nuts Mm -hmm. and then bird box came out and people were still pretty crazy and then i don't know the order i'm talking here but i think hush came out first do you remember hush oh man you would like hush it's a it's a deaf girl and her friend goes to leave but her friend gets murdered on her front doorstep and the murderer's standing there looking at her and when she finally notices him he's like oh you can't hear me well i'm gonna fuck with you anyway and it's just this big cat and mouse game of her like trying to lock down all the windows and she can't hear shit she can't hear if he's breaking in another door or nothing it's so scary but there was like this time when like sensory horror was everything i guess and the idea of sensory horror kind of went into you know it was it was hush a quiet place don't breathe bird box all that was kind of in in one thing and then we went into political horror with uh, get out and or socio political excuse me and get out was before or before don't breathe or ar- around no was- i don't think it was i think it was 2014 is when don't breathe came out no don't breathe was like i saw it in theaters in 2017 Okay. In well. like September 2017. And then I think, I want to say January of 2017 or February is when Get Out came out, right? I don't know. I, I don't know exact years or anything. It was February. It was probably something around then. Um, but either which way, it's like, you know, you you just have to be so creative nowadays. You really do. That's that's what people want is the, the really original shit. Or if you're going to remake something, like, remake it with, like, a whole new outlook. Okay, like, this isn't horror, but, like, Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't remake a classic, like, a Friday the 13th and Halloween and just make it the same fucking movie. You're going to have to change it enough where you're still respecting the classic, but you'd have to still make it your own. And I I'm feel trying like to that's think so if they've hard. done that. If, that. That's just, that's so hard that, I mean, like, people just can't. Like, how, I, I and, you know, it's... You and also really more creativity. You run the risk of really shit in the bed too. Yeah, because they it. they changed a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, and that's like well regarded as one of the worst remakes mm-hmm. out there. Well, and there's some things that shouldn't be remade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we talked about that in the remakes podcast. We did. Yeah, it was just like, like we like, can't touch that. You can't touch that. You, you can't, can't touch. That. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're gonna fucking do it anyway. I'm I'm sure I'm I'm sure we're gonna see a uh I'm, I'm looking through all this old shit and I'm like so much of this has already been remade like I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Like I was about to be like I spit on your grave, but that's got three remakes mm-hmm. or like a remake trilogy or something. And Candyman's getting a reboot, so it I mean is. Fucking... but but it's yeah. not being produced by Jordan Peele. It is being produced. So then maybe <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jordan Peele is producing Nia DaCosta's directing, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And I think certain times, like like Halloween being rebooted, I guess mm-hmm. in 2018, was was a big like breath of fresh air for the fans. But but you know I think that was a good idea because like Halloween has so many horrible horrible sequels. Like they don't need to be related. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't need to be related. I really respect that they made the, this one and they were like act like the other ones don't exist. <laughs> and stick this one as number two like do not i don't think this year this october i'm gonna get into the halloween thing but let me let me just kind of run through this really quick michael myers doesn't need to be related to Lori strode he doesn't need to be a pagan god he doesn't need to be on a reality show he doesn't need to be you know 
He doesn't need to be chasing down every family member he has. Yeah. I mean. Well, that's the thing with old movies. And that's that's what that's kind of a big difference between old ones and new ones. Is that new ones I was saying a minute ago. Like, I like that they have a backstory and it makes you very interested. But I think old movies don't necessarily need a backstory. No, like, no. When you have I, a slasher. I love Halloween. You don't need to know. And that almost makes it scary. It does make it scary. You know, it's 100%. Like, like when you have something like The Conjuring, okay? Yeah. I like that it has a backstory. I like that it starts explaining itself. And like the big twisted web makes mm-hmm. it kind of scary too because it's like, you're like, it's like a mystery. Like you're really yeah. figuring it out. But unless you're going to do it like that, there's no reason for bullshit backstory. Right. And then on, on the opposite side, uh, we're talking about new ones now. The Strangers. I always laud it. It's super mm-hmm. scary. Um, that doesn't have a backstory. Mm-hmm. You, the most you get out of that is these people are coming from a wedding. He proposed. She didn't want to da- marry him. These the dead. people who break in. You have no. no she no she knocks on the door. She's is what's her name here, and like no, sent her out. She came back. No, not here. <laughs> and then it went to shit. It, oh man, God, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, on the other hand, like I was saying, like, when you have your whole franchise with The Conjuring and The mm-hmm. Nun and Annabelle and all these things, it's, and it's, like, that is very interesting. Yeah. But it's, but it's because they did it right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, they, they gave you so much that interlocks and keeps it interesting without, like I said, just giving you bullshit filler theories. I don't give a fuck if Michael Myers is a pagan god that has nothing yeah. to do with yeah anything (laughs) well another reason why that works is because the the first conjuring is already written in with so much backstory that it's okay to give a little more like what what me and a lot of other fans hate about halloween 2 for example Mm -hmm. is that they gave backstory Mm -hmm. i'm scared of michael myers because i think he's gonna come after me after he's done in haddonfield okay that's why you're scared of him in the first one right in the second one it's like oh well, he I'm not Laurie Strode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Right. And then it's like all the fear goes out the window. And then they make the third one, and then he's just fucking not there. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Um, so I feel like, especially there, when it, when it comes to um, having a background to a story, it's like have one in the first one if you plan on digging deeper mm-hmm. if not just go ahead and make that shit scary and if you go make anything else don't don't fucking touch it right. just give me more of what i liked in the first one right um hostile is a newer one and each one kind of digs into a little bit of victor crowley's backstory mm-hmm. but uh well, like it kind of worked oh saw got out of the fucking way though mm-hmm. saw was cool for the first like three movies and then oh dude that shit burnt out done. so bad in my opinion but that, that's one thing we and we can make a whole podcast about it Sh- like shows and movies that should have ended while they were oh playing. hell yeah i could talk yeah. about shows all day like, I, there's so many i'd have cut dexter have, after the fucking man, walking dead like like i just i have oh walking I have dead a definitely for people who know when to end something vince gilligan breaking bad you thank know, you what a guy Thank you. He wrote it. He knew he knew how he wanted that shit to end from the jump. And he gave his fan service with uh, El Camino. Yep. And the thing is, when you have a good show that's solid, it's rewatchable forever. And you don't feel mm-hmm. bad telling someone. He, he knew. It's so much smarter for longevity to have a show that is good 
and let people tell other people about it yeah than like the walking dead season fucking 15 mm-hmm. are we serious i think it's like 12 i don't care i it's too many i think that's that's why you didn't like three from hell rob zombie's third yeah, movie right it's from, fan service yeah fuck that movie i john's like i like it because i'm a fan i like fan service um i like el camino i like three from hell i'm I'm told from like Daniel and Hannah and all of them that like a lot of animes have like fan service. If I was more into anime, I'd I'm sure I'd be into that stuff too, like the fan service. I I don't know, man. It's just like when you're the a fan of something, you want as much of it. Like okay, Rob Zombies, it's fine. Like he had two good movies and he knows it, so he's like here, kind of like Vince Gilligan. Okay, the show, he's like I have a good show. If I decide to make a movie eight years later, I'm not playing off of my, you know, I'm not driving it into the ground. It was good fan service, though. Yeah. El Camino was good. Yes, but, but like The Walking Dead is fan service, and the show's <sighs> still going. It hasn't ended yet. I don't you see how you're serving the fans. Until it's done. I don't know how you're serving the fans when most of your original lineup is gone. And you've lost the fans. The, what fans are you serving? <laughs> so you were like attached to this guy for eight seasons. And it's not like he died some big heroic death. He just walked off the show. Rick Grimes walked off the show. And they said, eventually you guys are going to get some movies. That's that's what you're going to get. Also, I, so um, I just have to wait. Apparently for the last 10 years of this show, it's only been two years in the show's time. Yeah, there's so no. So Carl there's no way. has grown yeah. from nine to 25 <laughs> into it and that's my thing it's just like what and from the jump that's what really got people's attention with the walking dead and i guess we could talk about it for a second because it's technically a horror, yeah, horror yeah. tv show yeah um that's the problem that i think walking dead have in the beginning is like okay what's your end goal here yeah you have a great start off the first four or five seasons i recommend to anybody that show is solid but where are we going and that's all they've done is just repeat, repeat, repeat. And then they're like following the comics, but you can't necessarily do that forever. Like comics are different because they're collectible and people like, you know, it's not, I just, you, they had this huge fan base and had they decided how they were going to end it in like season five or six, they really could have gotten to it and had a bad ass yeah. television show that we yeah. talked about for the ages. And now I'm like, are we fucking done yet? You, uh, you just said something. I mean, listen, I agree, but you just said something that really rung a bell in my head, too, about what, what new horror has given us. TV. Because we we have never had a TV show No, like there's no way ever. you had horror. I mean, you had that's, like... That's like a family TV show to watch. Yeah, especially that. But, you, I mean, you had little stuff like... Like, Freddie had his own show for a little bit, but it was like he would announce a sketch. Or, not a sketch, but, you know, like a... a, a, a it was like an anthology every week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like you could call, uh, what's what's the Twilight Zone? Mm-hmm. You could, that was a horror show. The X Files during the nineties was a horror show, mm-hmm. sci-fi horror. Um, but I mean, you've got you, you've got you got some pretty dark shit. You have Walking Dead, Creep Show, Creep Show, Hannibal. Yep. Uh, I could probably keep Lucifer's probably considered mm-hmm. it. I haven't seen Lucifer, but I mean, you've got some real scary well, and, sci-fi and, channels. And got some a, stuff. And if it's not a scary show, oh, your ghost hunters, ghost adventures. Oh yeah, yeah, reality animals. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they love ghost all shit. Of it. My oh, parents love ghost you shit. You would never have like the alien shit on the History Channel unless you had aliens. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I think. Wouldn't care. But I think like old sci-fi pulp shit from the '60s got people interested in aliens at first, well, and then. It did, but that's what I'm saying. If you didn't have, you know, old these bases, yeah yeah. And it's like, you know, not every show is scary, but like if they have, if it has a horror theme, 
at all. Yeah. Like, Supernatural really isn't like a scary show, but like every single episode has a horror theme. Oh, you know, it's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of relates to Creepshow and Hannibal as they were like movies first and then ran in. Uh, Wolf Creek's got a show, mm-hmm. and that's that's an Shutter's doing always like I shot him out every podcast. I'm waiting for that money. Um, <laughs> they're not gonna, listen. yeah, they're not gonna pay me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they're doing their damn thing, and uh, I, I, you know, what more else? power to them. Um, what because I just read, um, ready or not on our list, okay. Um, horror comedy has really taken off in the last 10 or 15 years. I'm not saying that like it never existed because of course Evil Dead, the trilogy. Evil Dead 2 especially, yeah. yeah. But a lot of horror comedy back in the day did not stick or wasn't read as comedy. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a black comedy movie. Because it's terrifying. I'm like, how the fuck is this funny? I'm not going to laugh at this. You know what I'm saying? But I think, and that goes with being desensitized, or at least just... Like Zombieland. Zombieland was a horror comedy. And it's obviously comedy. It's more comedy, yeah. But you have something like Ready or Not that's new. Or like, you know, you have your... Your um, stuff. Yeah, but stuff like Ready or Not is this really cool thing where it's like mostly scary and then there's a little bit of comic relief mm-hmm. where it's not exactly a funny thing but it's like what was that one chick that was the girl that was coked up off her mind and she kept yeah, shooting all the maids she, yeah. yeah like yeah. that was a nice little breath of like ah, okay now I'm back to going scary right. ah, but, but I think okay. a lot of times you know it, like okay I think in the 90s like Scream at the time was very new and being meta you know, and playing on the horror tropes. Mm-hmm. And I think that they did a good job in letting you know that it's funny without, like, you know, going out of its way to be funny. It's because you relate. Right, it's like you, relate. you, you like, start to like realize shit and you're like, ah, right oh, fuck, yeah. And I think if we didn't have movies like that as a foundation <clears throat> for the comedy horror that we have now, yeah, you wouldn't know how to laugh at it. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, like, when you have something meta like that, you realize that it's just a fucking movie. Yeah, uh, like Roger Ebert used to tear shit like that up when when he would review shit like that. He he was like, I got in this movie to be scared. Why why are you trying to make me laugh? Because shit's funny. Like I think I think, like, I think, I think he ripped. I, don't I, I think he ripped Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, a new one. You seen that movie? And it, yeah. it was pretty funny. Yeah, it yeah. was good. He said, "What do you say?" He was like, "I want to hear bright lights, big titties." And, no, man, I don't want to hear them. I want to see them. <laughs> think movies like that really kind of break that not the fourth wall but like break the genre really because it's like like you said he said i came this to be scared and i don't want to laugh well that's just too damn bad because i think yeah i think, I think a lot of people are gonna like it well i think sometimes the movie is made to be a comedy and just because it has horror elements doesn't mean that it's a horror fucking movie you know what i'm saying yeah like a, like a second chance on me massacre yeah. obviously it's a horror movie but i think it's a comedy before it's ever a horror movie there's so much ridiculous yeah that happening. that is a very schlocky movie yeah, not saying that bad like, way i do like that no, movie it's a lot, good, but. but it's just one of those things that i'm you know there, there's a lot that obviously are horror movies but like you have to laugh you know it's like a gory comedy is what i yeah, call that it's like a dark humor the like dude had his to... face cut off and he laid down his last words were shit and just fucking die <laughs> like that shit's hilarious Oh man, but yeah, yeah. Um, so I think for those movies, you do have to have an appreciation for the genre in the first place to even think it's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you just think it's sick. Otherwise, yeah. 
which makes me wonder like, like am i saying like, no <laughs> the thing is like these movies you realize as a viewer and other fan of horror movies you're like these are just actors yeah it's okay to laugh like it, like it's i'm gonna meet these guys at a convention real. in That's, three months yeah, they're yeah. Having fun. Because yeah, I mean, they're just theater kids. Ridiculous it is. They're just theater kids. And that's all it is. Yeah. And it's really not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this this podcast did not go the way I think it was going to go or I thought it was going to go. But I really like the direction this went. I think we took off on every available route. And I think that went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it started off as, you know, we were thinking, like, I'm going to defend old stuff. You're going to defend new stuff. Let's battle it out. And it's like, well, no, I think we both like them both a lot. They <laughs> both have so many redeemable qualities. Yeah. And they're so good for different reasons. You know, I mean, you really can't pit. You can't have the new stuff without the old stuff. And you can't pit them against each other. And, you, and, and the old stuff never, isn't classic without watching and, new stuff. And, and, you know, and, and the old stuff could never do the shit that the new stuff is doing. Like, it's just. It, it, they, have they need each other their, for different uh, reasons. Exactly. And I think that it's just one big giant Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think I think you have to have it that way. I really yeah. do. And, and there's a lot. I mean, like, you know, you have those middle grounds, like with your screen yeah. or like, you know, your, your final destinations and your things that are in that middle before that big transition. And I just think that you can't really. Yeah. Have any of them without the other ones. Yeah. I mean, we've got stuff that doesn't really get done much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got stuff that would have never been done back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, 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 I mean, at the end of the day, it's all the just a fad. Dead being played in 1985. People would have lost their shit. People would have thrown up, gotten exercised. I I almost wanted to now. Which makes me <laughs> which makes me fucking a little weirded out because it's like there were more brutal things to watch back then. Last House on the Left was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. That was like 74. Right. But like, then again, too, like that shit was getting shown at like porno theaters. Like, well, I'm saying a lot yeah. of stigmatized. Yeah, this you is, don't have, you know, even then 2013, it's like big budget. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, it was just a lot more, I don't know. They just weren't used to yeah, it. Yeah, underappreciated you know? is all. Yeah, they weren't used to it. And because. <laughs> if you don't and not in a bad way again like desensitized but like if you don't see things like that even if it's not let's say before we even get to gore and like bloody like crazy shit you're seeing let's say it's a movie like paranormal activity there's not really any there's no gore in that movie Mm -hmm. there's no blood there's not i mean barely there's in the second one i think but, but like my thing is if you have played paranormal activity for someone blair witch project you could have played. Now, they're in Salem. And Both this of shit those. And that happened 400 fucking years ago. Yeah. Okay? These things have been happening for forever. People yeah. used to have, like, matches in the Coliseum and watch people. Like, Gore's been around for yeah. a long time. Okay? Yeah. That, that, that's one thing that used to irritate me with, like, seeing and reading things from back in the day when they, you know, they're like, oh, my kids can never <laughs> see these. Like, yeah. it's just, I'm like, Gore is not new. All right? Well, for us, I mean, we grew up... Uh, Iraq War and stuff, yeah. where it was like, it's Gore just, was on the news. Yeah. Before that, like they like to act like it's prim and proper. Like, bro, um, y'all have segregated schools. I don't want to hear about it. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure your grandparents like set dogs it's, off on that's people. What I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but before you even get to the gore and the shit like that, I mean, like, just again with the smoke and the mirrors, like the way that you can play with someone's mind without even having 
You mm-hmm. don't even see what's chasing you. Mm-hmm. You don't see gore. Which has been a blood. which has been a theme through old and new. Yeah. It's never gonna go out of style because that's the kind of shit people want to see. It's yeah. the kind of shit you know, anybody gets scared by uh over overstimulation. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's what Evil Dead 2013 does mm-hmm. to you. You're overstimulated. You're you're borderline tired after that movie's over. Well, and you know the tr- the trick with horror, whether it's new horror or old horror, uh-huh. like in general, uh, the trick to scaring people is making it, taking something away that you that is normalized to you, like why people are naked yeah. in movies sometimes. Yeah. Why it's so scary when it's dark because you can't see. Why it's cold. Why yeah? Why you're cold or why you know if your arms are tied or your legs are tied you can't walk if you're you can't you hear. don't like. Something that puts you out of your usual element. You're not in in uh, full control reaction. of all your facilities. Yeah, that's yeah. your natural instinct to stress. To stress it, that, about yeah. that because you don't like a quiet place. It is so scarily quiet. It's it's on edge, man. That's You're a so, that's a it, fucking it edgy movie. Edge, like okay, any second now I'm going to hear something really loud. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and so I think that. And it's obvious, but like you have to have that element to even be scared in the first place. Yeah, yeah. J- just making you uncomfortable. There, there is a uh, there is a specific place in horror movies for gore hounds and and movies that are you know really bloody. But I think at the end of the day, stuff like that and Rosemary's Baby, which I'm still ashamed mm-hmm. to say I haven't seen, and uh, stuff stuff that is really shaking to the core that carries with you for the rest of your life that you tell people when they're like what's something scary i should watch i tell people the wailing and that's like a really scary korean movie i saw but none of the blood really irritates me it's it's some of the shit that happens in that movie that's just like like rattling you know stuff right. like that that just gets yeah, your and core I think that's why and that's where you and i probably have a difference of opinion it's like you know you do have your gory movies like your saw in your house mm-hmm. and i just feel like using so much gore is just cheap obviously it is it's scary when you're it's definitely cheap off. that's terrifying i love you know how hard it is to scare somebody when there's not shit to be scared of in the movie yeah no that's no, no. Terrifying. i get what you mean like how do you like like get out obviously is scary but it's like you know how hard it is to make a whole audience terrified. Another thing too before is before you even figure out that they're murderers. But another thing too is that's a lot scarier to one particular group of people. Well, I mean, absolutely. that's a lot scarier to black people than it well, is to us. Right, but but that's my thing. It's like to do it well, where you have a crowd of people of different backgrounds that mm-hmm. are e- well, maybe not equally. As terrified, yeah, I wouldn't but, say it's but, equally as terrified, but, but, but genuinely terrified. Yeah, it's so difficult. You know, to do something like that and capture an entire audience where, you know, I mean, yeah, if he walked in and they were sawing people's arms off, everyone would have been scared and it would have been over. And like, yeah. that's cheap. So the way I, the way I want to rebuke that is you like cookout? The restaurant? Yeah. Okay. Do you like it? Yeah, but it's not the best food in the world. Right. It's cheap. That's exactly how I feel about Hostel and like, Saw. I mean, it's, it's not the best, but damn, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's cheap. It's good. I'll take it. Yeah, but like, compare that to like... <laughs> Fast and it's cheap. That's exactly how I feel about hostels. <laughs> they are not top tens or top twenties, but damn, it's good. <laughs> I will. I'll take that big double. To eat and getting a nice table and sitting down and waiting for like a really good, perfectly made steak. That's your poltergeist. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Because it took that effort and that time to make you wait mm-hmm. for it 
and the reward is just that's so your much alien. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and like you don't see the alien till damn what, like an hour into the, fo- the movie. Borderline forty minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's there's so many that are just good at that. Where it's like you're uneasy, and obviously you're watching a scary movie. You yeah, you know something's there. It, it you hate that it's mm-hmm. hiding it from you. Right. Yeah. I agree. Mad respect for it. Yeah, mad respect. It's a lot of creativity. So a lot, a lot of dedication. At the end of the, the day, this this uh, podcast really came down to appreciation for creativity in the genre. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think so. I think I think that is a wonderful cap off to uh, probably one of my favorite podcasts we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just because I'm in such a great mood because we moved out and we're here now. <laughs> but damn, that was really fun. That was a really good podcast. Um, I think I'm not going to give any recommendations out. I think we've name dropped a lot. I've been it's doing Halloween, that. man. Watch a damn yeah. scary movie. Yeah, Come get on, on. Shutter. I'm if tired of saying it. Any movies that you haven't seen that we're talking about are pivotal. Yeah. Go oh, yeah. watch it. Yeah. We're yeah. telling you that how important they so are. So I wouldn't have named anything. Even the obscure shit I was talking about, I wouldn't have I named anything I didn't like. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking. I'm, I'm, it's not worth my time. Mm-mm. And now if you want to hear a movie I don't fucking like, it's The Roommate with Amanda Seyfried. That's one of my least favorite yeah, fucking favorite. scary movies of all time. It's so fucking awful. How'd you like Oculus the other day? Oh, it. Oculus was cool. That was pretty cool. That was, uh, I like Jillian. What's her name? Forget her last name. She's, she was from she's cute. I like her. And um, Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. I like I like looking at her. Mm-hmm. She's nice and funny and cute. And she should call me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Oculus was good though. It it had a really good way of putting you on your toes and making you wonder. Like, well, and again, there's so much story mm-hmm. that it's like. You know, that's that's one that I wouldn't have mind them delving into. Right. Yeah. And, and I think just like that, like we were saying with The Conjuring, I think that's a that's a big favorite for me is how before you even get to horror, if you're talking to your friend and they're telling you a story, a juicy story. Yeah. And they get to that punchline, and you're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that that's your natural reaction before it's scary. So when you have a scary movie that has, you know, all these things building up and they finally explain what's happening and why it's happening, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and like that's your reaction shout out. Anyways, and then it's um, scary. Shout out Mike Flanagan on that one. He's a, he's a <laughs> badass director. He's he's really good. It's pretty good. I, I get that like a three and a half. Yeah, five. yeah. I think that's what I put it on Letterbox okay. as. I think it's a three and a half. It's worth watching. Or maybe a three. I don't Not know. Top what ten was on a Hulu? Better, but uh, um, maybe now it used to be on Netflix. I think it's on Hulu now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll call that the recommendation for the week, guys. If you want something that you don't have to think too hard about and just kind of, this is really just kind of a sit down and enjoy it kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It's real fun. It's scary enough. Sit down with your significant enough. other or your dog and just enjoy <laughs> it. Veg out, veg out for that one. It's fun, um, especially the ending. The ending was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that's not exactly horror, but um horror in my mind at least we i've been watching you play far cry 5 and oh yeah yeah that's that's some fun culty shit fun. yeah I've never played it never played any far cry actually. me neither but um yeah if if any of you guys are far cry players be sure to message us and tell us what your favorite one is and maybe we'll download that and we'll have something to say about it because Steffi's borderline a quarter of the way done maybe a third, a third of the way done. yeah a third of the way done with a five so we're gonna i think we've got Three, four, five. We did. Zones yeah, we own. Did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're gonna play all those and mm-hmm. probably fill you guys in. 
later on in the week because we got another podcast coming out sometime this week. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, guys, um, we got two more. Yar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got two more uh, podcasts coming out for the rest of the month as far as scary movies go. And then we'll probably start delving into a couple of different topics after that. Uh, hopefully want to get this video popping soon. I, I, Once we get this room set up. Yeah, we're setting up the office pretty well right now. I've, I've got like a writing station, got a bunch of the figures set up, and then we'll get posters and stuff like that to make it visually appealing. And I think that'll be about the time we start mm-hmm. putting some videos up. Cool. Well, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for people to be able to hear this podcast because, like I said, it's cool. all right guys um so whenever you're listening i hope you have a good morning afternoon evening or night uh steffi you want to say some something goodbye uh what he said goodbye